For the safety of all cousins, please refrain from excessive abuse of planetary resources. Keep genetically modified organisms out of the food chain. Please don't shit where you eat. Welcome aboard the mothership. Stuff to talk about or what, cousin? That's right, another Thursday night in January, cousins, with 42 fish sliding down into your ear holes. I just landed there. Hello, cousins. It's me, your cousin, Odd, A-W-D, and you're tuned to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell River Community Radio, cousin. And uh, you're on board the mothership. It's 2019. We're moving forward now. Huh? It's uh, been an astonishing start to 2019. Um, here, 42 Fish is located in the Hla'aman Nation, Kothet Regional District of so-called British Columbia. And, um, wow, Cousins, uh, those of you who have tuned in before know we often talk about direct action on this show. And this show today is going to be about resistance, which means you're taking direct action. To resist, you must be. And uh, of course, I'm speaking very clearly about the Wet'suwet'en Nation and the armed invasion of their territory by the RCMP, sanctioned by the government of Canada, as well as so-called British Columbia's government. And um, this helpless feeling I have of, of not wanting to be a part of this country's government systems. I am dismayed, ashamed, appalled, 
and I have written my letters, and I have protested on the street, and now, cousins, I take further action here tonight. Uh, But it will be with music, because in South Africa, where my parents are from, and where the apartheid policy Uh, a legal government policy in which people were segregated based on so-called race and skin color, this policy of apartheid was based on the Canadian government policy called the Indian Act, which ran from 1876, I'm sorry, cousins, I repeat, which runs started in 1876 and continues to this day. So, in South Africa, where apartheid ended some 25 years ago, uh, there was a lot of ways in which they resisted, and some of it was musically. And in particular, Miriam Makimba, who uh, I've spoken, I've played her music. Miriam Miriam Makimba did a lot uh, with her music to make it known what was happening in South Africa and uh, to garner support. So, in 1955, there was a settlement that was called Sophia Town in um, Johannesburg. And Johannesburg was the financial center, is the financial center of South Africa. The uh, name in the language is Gauteng. Uh But Johannesburg, there was a settlement there called um, Sophia Town, and it was destroyed uh, in uh, part of a, a legal policy called the Group Areas Act, which was designated areas for particular racial groups, kind of like reserves and reservations. So Sophia Tone had been this cultural hub. Uh, there was a lot of jazz music uh, from that came out of that area. And 60,000... 60,000 inhabitants were forced to move, uh, and many of them were moved to a settlement known as the Meadowlands. So in 1955, this happened, and uh, as a result, um, uh, a song was written about Meadowlands. And what's interesting to me about South African resistance music, it is so playful. Um, uh, And in fact, I feel like even in their words and what they're saying, the whole thing is, um, I don't, I don't know what playful sounds terrible, but okay, I'm going to play the song for you. And, and then you let me know what you think if you want to. So this is Meadowlands is the name of the song. And what happened with this song in particular was that the government did not understand the language that the song was being sung in, and uh, therefore they it ended up becoming quite popular and was played on um, the radio. Uh, but in actual fact, it was a protest song. So here we go. This is Meadowlands on 42 Fish.
Makiba, and that is Meadowlands, again, a song of resistance from South Africa after the decimation of Sophia Town, and uh, the music originally by uh, Strike Vilakazi, and the words were, we won't move, uh, we will move all night and day to go stay in Meadowlands, you'll hear the white people saying, let's go to Meadowlands. And again, Meadowlands being um, a part of when they uh, removed thousands of people from their homes in Sophia Town and wanted them to go live in essentially a reserve called Meadowlands. I'm sure it was a delightful, beautiful meadow too. So, um, yes. We're talking about resistance. We're talking about what swatened territory. We're talking about the shameful, shameful, shameful acts of the Canadian government in bringing in RCMP armed to the teeth to um, deal with uh, removing people from their land. Uh, which is very clearly um, uh, prohibited uh, by United Nations Declaration for the Rights of Indigenous Peoples. Also, you would think, though, that just through common decency, you probably wouldn't kick people off the land. uh, Or I guess maybe if you were colonizers and you wanted their land, you would. So, That's what's going on. Just a little more colonization, cousins. You thought it was in the past, didn't you? Tisn't. Let's have a listen now to a video put out by Submedia. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier, people have been asking me about where I get my news from, and I'm very, very selective about any media, quite frankly, that enters my orifices into my brain and uh sub media is um uh, somebody that i sort of have been following for a while let me read you what they say sub media is a video production ensemble which aims to promote anarchist and anti-capitalist ideas and aid social struggles 
through the dissemination of radical films and videos. Founded in 1994, Submedia has produced hundreds of videos on everything from anti-globalization protests to films about shoplifting. Uh, It's a grassroots, independent media collective run completely on donations and supporters. Um, And I am... They have been putting out media around um, the Wet'suwet'en, um, uh, what's happening in that territory. Uh, and I, I'm, I think I'm going to play one that's a summary of that, but I also really would like to play for you. This is five minutes surmising the Oka crisis. And this happened in 1990. This was in the province I was living in or the next door province to to where I lived. And uh, I cannot believe I did not know this was going on, despite the fact that I was 16 at the time. So I'm going to play this clip for you to inform you about Indigenous resistance in our lifetime. 1990, this happened and they won. This is an interview with Gord Hill, the author of 500 Years of Indigenous Resistance. Thanks for tuning in to 42 Fish on CJMP 90.1 FM. Well, I think one of the most important examples of uh, current Indigenous resistance was the, uh, the Oka crisis of 1990. The Mohawks of Ganesatagi a small territory reserve near the township of Oka were resisting the expansion of a, a golf course and a condominium uh, setup uh, that was going to uh, infringe on some of the last remaining uh, uh, pines, uh, wooded area that they used uh, for uh, their ceremonies, lacrosse, and uh, part of their graveyard was contained in this area. So in uh, uh, 1989-1990, they started campaigning to uh, stop this. They started. They had. They uh, organized uh, protests. They had petitions. They, uh, you know, they they went to uh, city uh, city council in Oka to try to stop this expansion, and uh, the city was just um, arrogant and just would would not listen to the people. They began a blockade of a small dirt road in the pines, uh, in Ganesatagi. And they maintained this uh, this little blockade for a few months. Um, the township of Oka uh, uh, tried to get a court injunction to to order its removal. And uh, on July 11th, the uh, Quebec provincial police sent in a large, heavily armed force of uh, tactical officers uh, armed with M16s and uh, tear gas and that. And they went to dismantle this uh, peaceful blockade. But at that by that time, uh, warriors had. Uh, rally to the defense of this blockade and this uh, struggle to protect the pines and so in the in the behind the protesters there were armed warriors and when the police came in shooting tear gas the uh, the warriors uh, engaged them in a short firefight and one of the police officers was shot and killed after this uh, shootout the Quebec police uh, retreated they abandoned most of their vehicles and this began a 77-day armed siege of the Mohawk community in Ganesatagi. That same morning, Mohawks in Ganawagi seized the Mercier Bridge, also with arms. They seized the Mercier Bridge to, to place, as an act of solidarity, but also to place uh, pressure on the Quebec government because the Mercier Bridge was a vital 
uh, commuter link into Montreal from the suburbs. And I mean, hundreds, a hundred thousand people a day were using this bridge to get to work and to uh, do their uh, business in the city and that. This uh, siege began. There was thousands of police deployed. Uh, eventually, after a few, uh, two or three weeks, the Canadian uh, armed forces were deployed. They, de de they deployed uh, an entire brigade of 4,500 troops, uh, complete with armored units, armored personnel carriers, tanks, helicopters, jets, uh, artillery units, and uh, uh, naval forces as well to contain these two uh, communities of Ganasitagi and Ganawagi. There was uh, mass rioting by uh, the white Quebecois Chateauguay, residents of Chateauguay, a nearby town, uh, demanding that the military go in and crush this uh, uprising. So it really inflamed a lot of the local uh, racial tensions. Across the country, there was a widespread solidarity movement that arose <clears throat> to, to defend the um, Mohawks and to um, and uh, there was protests all across the country, occupations of government offices, uh, occupations and shutting down of bridges, railway lines, there was sabotage, electrical pylons were downed, bridges were burned. Um, so the government of Canada was facing an insurgency that was arising from this standoff. And this was the main contributing factor, of course, that limited the uh, military violence by the, uh, by the government. And this, the 77 day siege ended when the armed Mohawks burned their weapons and uh, walked out of the, uh, the final area that they had been contained in. But they uh, refused to surrender and they got into uh, um, clashes with the military and the police as they tried to enter this area. So that, but that was the ending of the 77 day siege. Uh, something like uh, 30 or 40 of these people were uh, later acquitted on the grounds of self-defense uh, in court and uh, the golf course and the condominium project were never expanded. So the Mohawks were victorious. And not only were they victorious in their local struggle, but they helped uh, inspire indigenous resistance and set the tone for indigenous resistance throughout the rest of the decade of the 1990s and even up to this day. 42 Fish Cousins, CJMP 90.1 FM. That was a fantastic video put out by Submedia TV. And I am going to play another uh, information-packed video for you. This is one of Submedia's latest releases. This is uh, created January 7th and is directly out of the Wet'suwet'en Nation and unceded territories. And um, it is also by Submedia TV. Here you go, cousins. Indigenous resistance forever, pretty much. been hearing reports of RCMP mobilizing out of Smithers and Houston in so-called British Columbia. So we're just patiently waiting and people have been making preparations. So this bridge, which was once a soft blockade, has now been transformed into a hard blockade. People can still come here, but they're not going to be able to drive in. 
know that the state is willing and capable of using the same kinds of violence that they've used against our people for the last 150 years here. History is in the making right now and what we do and what the RCMP do and how the public reacts and how government reacts is going to shift how this world is and it'll be a, a truth-telling of the reality of Indigenous peoples and lands in these areas and in this country, so-called Canada. Forty-two fish cousins on CJMP ninety point one FM. Another fantastic video produced by Sub Media TV. And in case you would like to find out how you can learn more from about them, at Sub Media S U B M E D I A. Uh, the website is uh, Sub Media. Sorry, let me say that properly. The website is http colon slash slash sub dot media, M-E-D-I-A. And uh, again, a video production ensemble promoting um, uh, and aiding social struggles with the dissemination of information. So thank you, Sub Media TV. I know... um, you guys work hard so here we go um i'm gonna play for you another song of resistance and this is in south africa again talking about uh, i'll reiterate the link between south africa and so-called canada is the indian act policy the basis of the apartheid policy in south africa in which people were forced off their land because of their so-called race or color of their skin so in the 80s uh, there was a, a huge international protest against apartheid that forced South Africa through boycott, divestment, and sanctions. So people stopped buying things from South Africa. They would not put their money into it. Governments agreed they wouldn't put money into the country. This is how apartheid ended almost 25 years ago, uh, or 25 years ago or so, in South Africa. While it is still in play today so um 150 years of apartheid essentially in canada so how did they end it in south africa again they got international attention they enforced a boycott divestment and sanctions of money from the country so the country kind of had to do something they had to change their policy now you know the countries of course that are there pointing the fingers the most canada the states without even realizing that it's based on their policy. So artists that fought apartheid through their music include, (laughs) just like, again, things you don't know, Eddie Grant, who I was a fan of. My first 45 cousin was an Eddie Grant song. 
Electric Avenue. Uh, and here we go. Eddie Grant in the late 80s came out with the song. It was banned by the South African government, uh, but it internationally hit number seven on the singles chart. And it is called Gimme Hope Joanna. I would never normally give this song a second look, but my God, the lyrics are in fact all about uh, Joanna being Johannesburg, and it is about ending apartheid. I had no idea, Eddie Grant, that you had done this. Thank you so much to you. And let's listen to that song, shall we, cousins? This is Eddie Grant from 1988 on 42 Fish. 
Eddie Grant Cousins on 42 Fish, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, a form of uh, direct action, quite frankly, Cousins. You're taking direct action in listening to me. I speak alternatives, Cousins. I uh, couldn't do this on mainstream media. I can assure you of that. Been there, done that, fired several times. Okay, let's get back to the point here, cousin. We are on 42 Fish. You just heard Eddie Grant got me all pumped up uh, listening to Joanna, an anti-apartheid song. And of course, we are talking about resistance. We're talking specifically... 500 years of indigenous resistance on Turtle Island. Um, So far, we've uh, heard a little bit about Oka. And uh, uh, my sister also said to me, you make sure and look up Ipperwash. And what I am ashamed of is that why did I not know about these things that were happening in my own province, cousins? This was in Ontario, and this was in my late teen. I was 16. I would have been 16, 17, 18 while this stuff was going on. Why did I not know about it? Why? Okay, because... I highly doubt the mainstream media would have covered. And in actual fact, I didn't actually watch TV back then anyways. So I didn't know it because I was ignorantly blissful. I mean, blissfully ignorant. So that's why. Uh, Now, how am I going to fix this? I'm going to learn a lot because Ipperwash is uh, another example of um, armed invasion, essentially, of um, indigenous lands. And in this case, uh, an Ojibwe man named Dudley George was killed. Now, I, of course, remember the name Dudley George, but I did not know the story. Um, And I'm, again, dismayed to find out that the, the inquiry and the sort of final of the whole thing ended in 2007. How do I not know these things? I will try to uh, have a little bit of compassion for myself, and I'm going to give you a nutshell here. In 1936, province of Ontario creates the Ipperwash Provincial Park. Uh, Then in 1942, the government of Canada wanted... Uh, to use reserve land, the Stony Point uh, Band reserve land, they wanted to use it for military training, and they offered them, get this, $15 an acre. Uh, And they promised to return the land when the war ended. And guess what? The offer was rejected. And so, under the War Measures Act, the government of Canada expropriated the lands, which means they just took it. 
and um, they established a military camp there. Uh, the Stony Point uh, band said that there were uh, that there was a burial site there, and that was confirmed in later years uh, by science cousins. And uh, it, beginning in 1993, uh, people occupied portions of the land, and the Royal Canadian Army cadets had a camp there, which they moved because of the growing tension. And then in 1995, there was um, an action in Ipperwash Provincial Park to draw attention to the old land claims. And uh, the um, indigenous people were um, forcibly moved. And uh, the Ontario Provincial Police um, were there, armed. And anyways, it was uh, the premier who had just been elected, Mike Harris, who... Good God, I remember the Harris days of Ontario. <clears throat> he is actually just has been confirmed as um, saying at the time, I want these effing Indians out of the park. Uh, and then an Ojibwe man by the name of Dudley George was shot and killed. So uh, in Ipperwash Provincial Park at the and I want to unpack this with you cousins the way it's written like the context of what I'm looking at here uh you know in the general wikipedia site is calling all of this um protests and these people as is the case today with um the the checkpoint these are not protesters these are people living on their land but the framing of the whole thing even on am i right cbc indigenous was calling them protesters the they're not protesters so watch about framing cousin really watch the framing when you're reading things how is it being framed? Um, because th it's not a protest. It's their land, and they don't want you on it. Let's have a song. Let's relieve some tension with a song of resistance. But... It's by Miriam Makiba, so you know it's going to be just delightful. However, this song, I've played it for you before. This is Beware Verwurt, who is the uh, constructor of apartheid there. Uh, Mama Africa sings, you better look out. We are going to come and get you. Passo para ti, do de 
Kiba Cousins on 42 Fish, CJMP 90.1 FM, Songs of Resistance, Talks of Resistance, Actual Resistance in Action, Cousins. Today I learned that uh, two fantastic warrior women that I met in um, uh, Tok in Klahus Nation territory from the Swat. Okay, I'm going to just work on this one for a second. The Zawadenuch First Nation of Kingcom Inlet have today filed, uh, uh, they're suing Canada, and I'm going to play this video for you to to explain uh, what's happening here. This is um, lawyer Jack Woodward uh, speaking uh, about the first ever Aboriginal rights-based legal challenge to federal licenses for factory farm fish. All right, cousins, check this out. This is how we resist. We do it in every single way possible. We try all the different tactics, including the ones with the lawyers. But harming them by introducing disease. Hello, I'm Jack Woodward. I'm the lawyer for the Zawadanuk Nation, which is a first nation in Kinkham Inlet off the Broughton Archipelago on the west coast of British Columbia. Their concern is that Atlantic salmon are still, to this day, being farmed in open cages in the waters where wild salmon and ulican live and, and migrate. Atlantic salmon have no business being in Pacific waters competing with the wild salmon stocks and with the ulican fishery, and not just competing with them, but harming them by introducing diseases and by introducing pollution and competing for food and by having bright lights in these open net pens. So what we have here is an infringement of their Aboriginal right to harvest those resources and live off the uh, resources of the sea as they always have. Canada licenses the introduction of Atlantic salmon into Pacific waters. Until today there hasn't been uh, a direct challenge to the federal licenses based on Aboriginal rights. This is the first time. This is a serious and powerful case against the federal government for this long-standing harm that they've done to Aboriginal rights. There's a very good chance that we will have these licenses suspended or quashed and thrown out completely because they are a clear violation of the Aboriginal rights of the First Nations. This is the third stage of a three-part challenge brought by the Zawadanuk First Nation. There's an Aboriginal title case challenging the provincial tenures. There's a consultation case challenging the lack of 
of respect given to the First Nation with, about their Aboriginal rights. And finally, the challenge against the federal government, that's the hammer. That's what's really going to shake things up because we're going to go to the federal court with this federal case against the federal government and say you must stop issuing licenses that allow foreign corporations to put an alien species into Pacific waters. Those three cases are a formidable triple challenge to this whole system. At each stage, there's been an outpouring of support from the public, and now in this uh, third stage, people are stepping forward to support the Zawadanuk Nation in their challenge against the federal licenses that authorize this travesty to happen in the first place. These outpourings of support are heartwarming. They're also fundamentally essential because, of course, this little First Nation can't do it by themselves. They need your help. And I do thank you sincerely for standing beside this valiant First Nation in their struggle against this travesty, against our environment, our ecology, and against their Aboriginal rights. 42 Fish Cousins. Again, that was the lawyer of the Sawadenach First Nation. And uh, that is in Kingcom Inlet, Northern BC, so-called. And uh, that uh, court case was filed this afternoon, uh, January 10th, in Victoria, I believe it is, uh, where they would have filed it. I'm trying to... Uh, anyways... So congratulations, very much congratulations. And um, let's, let's just, you can donate funds if you're looking for a way. How do I help? What do I do? Uh, Wild Salmon Defense Fund. Um, I, I will spell the name of the First Nations as well. So grab a pencil, cousin. And here it is. Write this down. Got it, got it, got it. Here we go. Paper, does the pen work? And here it is, D-Z-A-W-A-D-A apostrophe E-N-U-X-W. One more time, D-Z-A-W-A-D-A apostrophe E N U X W Sawadenoch Okay, I have to work on it. But point being, please look into that and congratulations. So we're coming to the end of the show here. 42 Fish, we have been talking all about resistance and forms of it. And that case there, again, you you do the legal challenges. Um, you do the on the ground stuff. You write the songs. You get the international scene behind you. All of these things need to be done. Um, pick an area that your gift uh, is in and do the work there. Uh, whatever calls to you, just don't stop thinking, cousin. Don't stop doing the work. Okay, cousins, it's time to uh, bring the music up to a little more current day. Here is a pretty fabulous 
Song of Resistance. This is a tribe called Red. It's R-E-D featuring Yasin Bey uh, and another Yasin and the whole hallucination. And here you go, cousins. We are the Halusa Nation. Our DNA is of earth and sky. Suckers allowed to break bread or asunder. The daylight, lightning, and the thunder. Sun, moon, and stars, and the hunger. Abundance in bundles, blessings in troubles. Towers and tunnels, views and valleys, waves and peaks. Streets you from sun, planet Earth. And ain't scared of no Mars attack. What type of bars is that? Stay off my chat. I'm up, they call me Riot Garments. Top five, dying on and on them. Super fly, slicker, top rope. Eagles diving on them. You why you lying, homie? You won't play with my emotions, smoky. Big chief, heart rate, big beat, B-E-Y-I-C, straight jacket, come clean, big said it was a dream, now it's a living thing, with you and living kings, I mean it, I mean Confronted by the Ally Nation, Alien Nation, the subjects and the citizens see the material religions through trauma and numb. Nothing is related. All the things of the earth and in the sky have energy to be exploited. Even themselves, mining their spirits into souls sold into nothing is sacred, not even their self. The Ally Nation, Alien Nation. Hallelujah, taste of the future, the people, the shower, the pistol, the coward, the trace of the shooter. 
Lonely martyrs, magic carpets, dirty blankets, Coca-Cola, soul controller, holy waters. Middle East mode, sand glorious, cheat code in Babylonian, the Orient. <laughs> My superhero got the people power. Yasin and Yasin, you should heed the hour. With you and living kings, I mean it, I mean Tribe called Red Cousins on 42 Fish. We are at the end of the show. Let me give you some of the details I failed to do at the beginning. For example, CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell River Community Radio Volunteer Run. And uh, always we can use your help and check out the website, cjmp.ca. A huge thanks to all of the volunteers who keep it running and uh, including new shows. So many good new shows coming up. Get interviewed with Cindy, four o'clock on Thursdays. Of course, the long running Let's Talk Trash team right before your dear cousin Odd here. Uh, and then Bushwhacked following me. Uh, coming up with Rin uh, later tonight, Nocturnes with Mark O'Connor, and just a little past that, 11 o'clock, Can Queer, and tomorrow, Fridays, is where we just get loaded, beginning at noon, with the mix sessions with Sean Savage. Uh, so, tons of great stuff going on. Of course, uh, again, long-running volunteer and programmer Unending Subtleties of River Power. That's David Parkinson. Feeding time with Nabob. Every day is like Sunday with Bad Karen. Uh, Commandy might be out of town right now. Triple Dub might be back on the air Friday night. Stuntman around forever. New one, Rendezvous de la Francophonie. And uh, that's all Friday night. So, there you go, cousins. You can get in touch with us at the station by phoning 604-485-0088. Uh, you can always get in touch with me, Cousin Odd, A-W-D, um, and that's at gmail.com. You can also find out more about 42 Fish by following some of the social media at symbol which is also known as the ampersand. Uh, yeah, ampersand. I just doubted myself for a moment there, but I really do believe that's what it's called. Ampersand. Um, uh, cousin Odd. C-O-U-S-I-N-A-W-D. Now, very briefly, I have just another moment left in the show here to tell you very quickly about another way in which one can protest, resist, etc. And that is simply writing a letter. Um, uh, on the weekend, you know, when I was hearing about what was happening, um, about the sort of upcoming uh, imminent invasion, um, I was very distressed. I woke up about, 
I don't know, four or five o'clock in the morning, just like, I have to do something. And so I wrote a letter and sent it to Rachel Blaney, who is the MP for the North Island and Powell River. Um, and that's, uh, she's an NDP, friends. And then, of course, sent it to Nicholas Simons, who is the MLA for uh, my area here in Powell River, that regional district. And, uh, and of course, sent it to the Prime Minister himself, JT, your pal and mine, Justin. So um, there you go. Uh, that's something you can do. And again, it's just uh, feels like, wow, at least I did that. And the same thing with the gathering. Um, Unspoiled Coast and Powell River held a rally on, um, what was it, the Tuesday. Uh, and again, it was like, I just was compelled to go and stand with other people and kind of everybody looking around going, what the hell just happened there? And what do we do about it? And it felt like it was better than sitting at home, uh, sort of shaking my head in wonderment. Uh, We got out there and then, of course, marched down the street to the closed offices. and, And that's where you start thinking about the futility of it all. But really, once again, I may as well be out marching in the street thinking about the futility of it all rather than sitting on the couch with my tub of ice cream thinking that. So, (sighs) direct action. It helps you feel better. So, this is your Cousin Odd once again on 42 Fish here on CJMP Powell River Community Radio saying get involved with your community. It's the end of the show. Here's Della Reese with a song of resistance called Come Paired to what originally written by Roberta Flack. Uh, Della Reese also, she was a rocker, man. She could do some resisting and protesting and uh, fighting the good fight. So here we go. Have a great month. We'll talk to you soon, cousins.
is war. You and me, we don't know what the war is for. 